Hey, it's Dave. So Tesla's Shanghai factory is shut down and has been for almost the entire month of April. It's unclear when Tesla will be able to restart production at their Shanghai factory. So in this video, let's go ahead and dive into it. Let's look at the situation and the ramifications here. So the South China Morning Post had an article saying that Shanghai's added 22,342 new cases on Tuesday. This is out of reported 24,546 cases nationwide. So the vast majority of cases are, are happening in Shanghai. This is why the entire city is pretty much on lockdown. Shanghai authorities have backed away from their plan to relax the lockdown measures in some of the lower risk areas. And they say that residents in 7,500 low risk areas classified as precautionary zones for having no infections in the past 14 days can move around within their compounds, but are still barred from venturing out onto the streets if their surroundings belong to higher risk areas. Apartment blocks and compounds in the highest risk lockdown zones remain sealed off and residents are not even allowed to leave their homes. This is pretty crazy stuff. The vast majority of the positive cases were asymptomatic with only 994 of Tuesday's infections showing symptoms and then no fatalities have been recorded in Shanghai from COVID-19 since March. Further, tens of thousands of businesses from corner stores to multinational companies have halted their production right, in the Shanghai area. Factories are required to operate in a so-called closed-loop condition, where workers are required to sleep on site with zero contact with outsiders. All right, here's some pictures kind of showing some of the situation here. So here we have um, some people dressed in, I guess, hazmat suits. Um, moving supplies and stuff. Here you have a person, their shoes are being disinfected. It's pretty crazy stuff. And here is a temporary hospital being constructed at, an, at the National Ex Exhibition and Convention Center in Shanghai on April 8th. Here are all the beds. And it looks like they're you know, preparing for some massive outbreak. But I'm not sure if anyone has told them that the Omicron variant is a lot less severe than the past variants. All right, so I contacted Troy Teslake, who does delivery estimates. And um, yeah, he gave me permission to share his April 5th estimates. So back in April 5th, he was expecting 273,000 deliveries for Tesla. Um, this is down from probably analyst consensus expectations. However, these expectations are probably outdated, right? Analysts also know the situation was going on in Shanghai have probably have already reduced their estimates. Um, he shares a production table for China. And if you look at this, April 2022, he was expecting 18,500. So a, a big drop in production. Um, it jumps up um, to 58,000 and then it goes up to 71,000 by the end of the quarter. However, since um, actually April 5th, he has lowered his estimates um, quite a bit. Um, in April 5th, he was expecting a capacity after reopening to be 60% in April, 80% in May, and 100% in June. Um, and also since then, he's also reduced some of those expectations as well. All right, so let's go ahead and and put this 270,000 number into a spreadsheet to look at what we might expect in Q2 earnings. Now this 270,000 number is pretty uh, subjective. If Tesla go ahead, goes ahead and actually is able to start production earlier than expected, let's say within the next week or two, this actually number can be a lot higher, especially if they can ramp production faster. However, if this lockdown goes on for many, many weeks, right, this actually number could be uh, needing to go lower as well. So we're just gonna have to monitor the situation uh, day by day, day by day, week by week um, to adjust our expectations going forward. But let's take a 270,000 number just for now. If you notice, um, this will br bring down revenues by $2 billion or so if we assume the same regulatory credits. Um, yeah, uh, it will bring down gross profit. So this is kind of the big figure here. Um, 
if we go ahead and think that operating expenses will increase, let's say, 5 to 10% or so, um, we are left with income or operating profit of $2.3 billion, operating margin of 14.2%. So this drops. Um, it kind of goes back to close to Q4 levels. And then you have a uh, cap net income at $1.85 billion, uh, non-GAAP net income at $2.4 billion, and non-GAAP EPS at $2.14, and adjusted EBITDA at $3.3 billion. So if you look at these numbers, it's not the end of the world for, world for Tesla by any means. It's a bump in the road. Sure, short-term-wise, Q2 gets you know um, affected in a negative way. However, it's not like you know, at the end of the word, Tesla is still bringing in $3.3 billion, right, of adjusted EBITDA um, and net income of over right, $2.4 billion. All right, let's look at how this number, the 270000 number, will impact uh, 2022 estimates going forward. So if we expect, let's say, this to be a one-off Q2 incident, and in Q3, uh, Tesla can recover, and Q4 as well, and let's say they deliver 400,000 cars and then 460,000 cars in Q4. This leads us to a year-end total of 1.44 million cars for the year. And if we expect, uh, let's say, gross margin to continue to trend up a bit, operating expenses to you know trend up, let's say, 6% or so, um, then you get operating profit coming out to $4.4 billion and $5.2 billion, operating margin at 19% and 20%. Of course, all these numbers have a lot of assumptions, just giving you an idea of what I'm um, thinking right now. Um, net income, a uh, non-gap goes to $4.2 billion and basically almost $5 billion. And then we've got adjusted EBITDA at $5 billion and $5.8 billion. So if you take kind of a step back, look at the full year, you'll see that this Q2, yes, is a bump. Um, but in Q3 and Q4, if Tesla can start production and go full blast, then it's going to be probably or likely a fantastic right end of the year second half of the year so this is something you kind of have to counter with the short-term kind of risks that we're seeing all right let's take a step back further and look at some of the overall risks and opportunities with the tesla shanghai shutdown so first it's unknown when Tesla will be able to restart production at Shanghai factory, right? The authorities in China are monitoring the situation day by day, week by week. They're changing their policies actually, you know, on the fly. So if anyone says like for sure Tesla is going to open up their factory on this day, it's, they're just speculating, right? As all of us are. All right. It might also take some time to get back to full production because even if they get the green light and Tesla starts making cars, the supply chain could take some time to get ramped up ramped up again you might have one small supplier yet essential supplier who you know takes a while to get ramped up again and slows down the whole process so yeah, everything needs to move together further um on a positive note tesla could you know utilize a closed loop system where workers sleep on site i'm not sure how practical that is but if they're able to do this this could help ramp production faster because their workers don't have to go home to different you know areas of the city get exposed let's say to covid go through testing and you know maybe the the, the factory gets at risk again if they can just all sleep on site this can actually ramp production faster ca taylor was doing this in another region of china and helped them kind of continue production um, and um, I think many other factories are going to kind of, you know, uh, lean toward trying to do this. Um, and this will help actually uh, production once it gets up and running. Also, um, next week, so at Tesla's Q1 2022 earnings call, hopefully we're going to find out more details um, regarding the Shanghai factory, how Tesla is approaching it, um, what they expect in terms of a ramp back up, how quickly, um, and how, yeah, this will affect deliveries and numbers. Ultimately, I don't think this really impacts Tesla's long-term, even past Q2, right? Even if, you, even if you look at Q3 and Q4, 
we're looking at potentially monster quarters. Even though, right, the Tesla Shanghai factory shutdown is a bummer, it does hurt Q2 earnings. Um, if you zoom out a bit, um, yeah, it doesn't change Tesla's trajectory at all. It's unclear how markets, how the market or investors will react to this. Typically, markets are forward looking. So if it's a one off event that doesn't change, right, the trajectory of Tesla's next one to two years, right? Typically people should look um, past it. However, we're going through a season of a lot of macro um, volatility and market volatility. So yeah, Tesla is not immune to that. All right, so this is a situation we're just gonna have to monitor day by day, week by week, and hope for the best, right? That um, yeah, things can uh, restart production for Tesla in Shanghai. All right, go ahead, like, and subscribe. All my videos can be found as an audio podcast as well. Just search for Dave Lee on investing in your favorite podcast player. Check me out on Twitter at HeyDave7 as well. Also, if you're wondering why I'm recording in this new environment, so this is actually a new car I got a couple months ago. So this summer, I'm taking a four or five month kind of long RV trip with my family throughout the Western and kind of central parts of the US. And I'm excited about it, but you know, we needed a car to tow behind our RVs because I need an office space and also a space to record videos while my kids are kind of in the RV, uh, maybe at nighttime getting ready to sleep. So anyways, hope this recording setup isn't too much of a downgrade. Even if it is, I don't know what to do because I've got to take my kids uh, to see the world and to see new places. This is just something I'm super passionate about. It means a lot to me. Anyways, I hope it all works out. So. I'll see you guys in my next video. Thanks.